Welcome to Speak the Truth, a podcast devoted to giving biblical truth for educating, equipping, and encouraging the individual and local church in counseling and discipleship. Hello, hello, hello. We are back in studio. I uh, have continued. Actually, this is the last day of the ABC Call to Council 2021 conference. And uh, Shauna and Jeremy are still going strong. They haven't been with us since we've been doing this. This is the 10th podcast that we've been able to do at the conference. And it's been awesome to see everybody. Speaking of which, as we've done uh, for the last nine, and this no exception, uh, we've got some great special guests with us. We've got Nate Graybill and Robert Green from Watermark Church. Uh, Huge for those of you who aren't familiar with the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the Metroplex, uh, Watermark, uh, the Lord has just, I mean, blessed substantially, uh, not to mention with uh, during COVID, people going out of business, Watermark's getting up all the buildings and just, you know, getting a lot of real estate in that area. And Watermark's doing an amazing work for the Lord, uh, making his name known for sure. Uh, Nate, Robert, how are you guys doing? Doing great. great, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, I don't know about that be. real estate thing, man. I don't know how much real estate we scooped up. Right. Well, the, those COVID, big, the, so the, that uh, must be somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Well, those two, the two buildings that you yeah. kind of see on six thirty-five, oh, totally. um, and then you're all's Plano campus. Anyway, I've got Nate and Robert here with me, and really, what I wanted uh, them to come out and talk about, they've got just talking about some ministries uh, that Watermark has done. Some of you may be familiar with Reengage, and Robert's going to talk about that. But then also Regeneration it was actually new for me to see. Uh, and, and Nate's going to talk a little bit about that. So which one of y'all want to go ahead and go first? Bro, I mean, I'll age give you before it. beauty. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> before beauty. Introduce yourselves. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a little background on me. Um, I'm the national director for reengage. And so we have, you know, about right now, 450 churches offering reengage across wow. the country. It's amazing. You know, my background, um, I was in corporate IT for 30 years. Um, my wife and I, we were involved in the church. We worked with student ministry for a long time, actually, and started seeing a lot of kids kids that were really struggling. And the reason they were struggling is because their parents were struggling. And so when we joined Watermark in 2000, we'd moved back here from a job I had out in Virginia. We moved here and lo and behold, we said, let's work with marriage ministry. Let's work yeah. upstream of the problem and see if we can help marriages. So we got involved, um, you know, first kind of with premarital couples. And then we started getting involved with pilots of this ministry called Reengage um, in 2008, 2009. And lo and behold, after we'd done that, just faithful, you know, lay leaders uh, upon a day, um, we got a job offer to come join Watermark and and basically help other churches yeah. um, evaluate Reengage. And then if they, you you know, wanted to go forward, just help coach them through it. So I'm kind of a practitioner, yeah. you know, uh, of the ministry. Train the trainers. Just used a little bit of my background, you know, in technology to yeah. kind of help uh, move the ball down the field. So I spend most of my day on the phone talking to churches. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Robert's awesome. selling himself short. He was an IT executive at JCPenney. And after he left, that company's just... Uh, no, so were you working totally. at Plano off of corporate? I was. Yeah. <laughs> I worked over there back in the day at Countrywide yeah. before it became... Oh, yeah. Yeah, right across yeah. the street. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's he's investing now in his eternal. <laughs> there you go. Real investments. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that was good. an investment. That's yeah, good. that's anyway. good. Yeah. What about you, Nate? Well, hey, um, uh, I, I was also in the corporate world. I was actually a part of Watermark when we had no real estate. Now we're talking about real estate, <laughs> yeah. so we were meeting in homes, and awesome. we were part of the church when it started. And I actually was the first recovery. Um, case really to come to Watermark. So I have, a, I have sexual addiction way back in 2000, 
came to the church and uh, asking for help. Yeah. And we went through a recovery in a small community group with the church. Didn't really know what we were doing. And mm-hmm. so um, eventually my wife and I just started to minister to couples that were dealing with sexual addiction within their marriage. And then Watermark was looking for a way to provide a lay-based care ministry for yeah. uh, for its people. And so um, I was part of the startup back in 2002 of Recovery at Watermark and then eventually joined the staff in 2006. And nine been on years staff ago. For, been a... on staff for 15 years now. Wow. So, and um, so was there as, as the ministry grew. And then uh, right around about 2010, we felt like we needed to go a different direction. And so we developed some some new content, Regeneration, and yeah. uh, released it, tested it. And now um, we just have the privilege of seeing God use it. How long have you been uh, running Regeneration? Uh, we've released it to other churches in 2016. So okay. about five years we've been releasing to other places. We ran it internally for about a, a year, year and a half yeah. before releasing it to other yeah. places crafted it kind of let it you know had a couple gotta, iterations before you released you it you gotta test it yeah and there yeah, you go yeah there you go poke at it good um and i know is it the same robert for in, uh, re-engage it's yeah i'd say to- re-engage you know probably had a little bit of a head start so um pilots in 0809 and then we started letting other churches it in 2012 so it's been i mean coming up on 10 years that we've had other churches uh running it and it started you know a small small group that you know called us up that we knew and um and grew from there mm-hmm. yeah it's really good um i've i've i well i've pastor friends of mine that you know they've done re-engage in their church and actually shauna has been involved in it but that was that was several years ago but mm-hmm. uh um but yeah, so really quick uh, with these two, um, you know, we were kind of de- having some conversation before uh, recording the podcast just about just kind of the reality of recovery ministry and just historically how it's been clip on ministry um, it, and it didn't really impact the culture. It kind of remained in its own silo mm-hmm. and kind of what you were talking about, Nate and Robert, you and I talked a little bit about this yesterday is just the unbelievable impact when when it actually infiltrates the entire culture of the church. Mm-hmm. And it's not a just a siloed piece over here. Yeah. Uh, and, and the fact that you had mentioned that, you know, thankfully, favorably uh, within Watermark, uh, just being able to, to, to know that, that 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 is a part of the culture, that's a part of the DNA is, mm-hmm. is, is really huge. And the cool thing is, is the fact that you guys have done that in-house for a while. Now you get to share that, repl- you know, that replicating ability to other churches to help, you know, re-culture with the re-re uh, here, uh, just to re-culture, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really how these two uh, ministries and curriculums really kind of help do that. Uh, because oftentimes, in churches, it's like, you know, oh, we'll do a marriage series and then, and you have good momentum, but then it just, it just mm-hmm. flops. And then it's like, okay, you got all these people or what about the, you know, the people in marriages where it actually stirs up some stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we've got to, all right, well, what are we doing with those people? Like they need continued care because now they're actually in a position to work through stuff, mm-hmm. but that we, we have no context or environment for them to, mm-hmm. to help do that. So um, just Nate, if you could just uh, for those uh, of us who, who aren't familiar regeneration, just uh, kind of the nature and scope, kind of the curriculum, explain a little bit. So regeneration is really a a catch-all for anyone that is struggling with something that's getting in the way of the relationship with the Lord or even in their human relationships. And so it is, uh, it's based upon the 12 steps. We took the 12 steps back to their biblical roots. And uh, most people don't know that the 12 steps really outline the biblical sanctification process, you know, for believers. And so we took it back to its roots. And and then we really wanted to emphasize a couple of things, watermark 
Mark always wants to do things within community together as a group moving yeah. through something together. So, and we also want to equip the saints. So we wanted lay leaders that would really be able to be in a structure that would allow them to teach well. Um, and then, and then also, um, you know, we really wanted to emphasize Christ as the healer, not a meeting. Um, and so that, what that did was it, it, it kind of formed our foundation for how we were going to create the content. And so if you come into regeneration, um, you have a rhythm of five days of work with daily content. Uh, day six is a day to catch up and review on your content. Day seven is a day of rest. And, um, we split by male and female groups, but we run mixed issue groups for a lot of reasons. We feel like mixed issue groups actually help people get to the heart of their idolatry issues yeah. quicker. Um, and then also over time, as you go through a mixed issue group as a participant, experience life change with p- folks moving together, yeah. um, and then uh, and then lead a mixed issue group, oh, over time you're actually equipping the saints to yeah. Equip broadly across a number of different issues and be able to counsel biblically. So for those reasons, that kind of the structure. So when someone comes in, they're going to spend the first six weeks kind of in an open group, uh, working through some really simple content. Um, and if they make it through that content, they qualify to move into a closed group and they'll spend the next eight months with a same gender group working through really anything. Yeah. And um, and so um, that's What's really the how the inventory function- process look like. Because I know uh, you alluded to, you know, just it really kind of, you know, was kind of grafted in the idea from 12 steps, but obviously from a more biblically founded, rooted approach. So what does that inventory process look like? So so there's a number of unique things within regeneration and the inventory is one of them. So we actually, when someone hits step four in an inventory, uh, they do uh, really six mini inventories. Um, They work through uh, fears, resentments, harms to them, harms to others, their sexual inventory. And then we do an inventory on uh, whatever brought you in the door. So, So, um, but the unique thing about our inventory is the, is the way that we've structured it. It actually uh, pulls out um, not only events that occur, but how you responded to it. And then really how your response was trying to protect something in your life. So it helps identify the idols yeah. in your life. And then, and then after all of that inventory is done, we take someone to a 30,000 foot view and they can see all those inventories and see the themes that keep popping up, uh, whether it's pride or security or um, idolatry over certain issues and they can see how it plays out in all their life and it actually gives them focus for where they need to focus first on their relationship with the Lord, what they need to surrender. And so it's really designed to bring out those idols and focus someone on their top three or four issues as they move through. And then um, and then we just have some really practical things. Uh, you know, our repentance, our repentance step in step six, mm-hmm. which is really when someone turns uh, to follow Christ, um, people actually come up with a plan on how they're going to um, you know, uh, figuratively cut off their hand and yeah. you know pull out their eye, and then and then yeah. and then ultimately you know turn to Christ and follow Him and when they're tempted. And so yeah. you know, there's really some practical applications to it. Uh, that's really good. And how long did you say it was again? Uh, the ministry itself usually takes a participant about a year to get through as they come in. That's really intensive, you know, yeah. I mean, especially in a group setting in context. I mean, a year and, of daily content is yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, and that really is good. And it is true. I mean, you can get worked on individually, which I mean, there's a context for one on one. Right. And I think we were talking a little bit about this yesterday as well, Robert. But uh, just having that one on one context is good, but it's far more multipliable and helpful and edifying when people come together, which really kind of 
incarnates the one another's of scripture. Yeah. Right. You know, um, being subject to one another, confessing our sins to one another, as James says, um, and just all these one another's that Paul has, you know, iterated throughout his epistles to just like th- these ministries is where those things happen. So in, in terms of, you know, to use some church vernacular here, discipling, mm-hmm. like this is what, unfortunately, a lot of churches struggle with really implementing um, environments of ministry where true discipleship, when I say true discipleship, what I mean is just deep level discipleship where, I mean, because it's difficult, man. Discipleship requires a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's one thing that we, that's one commodity that is in our individualistic culture and society. That's one thing that we don't like to give. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing that I found, this is one thing that I learned um, early on, even with, with, with other content is, you know, people that are hurting will do work. Yeah. You know, desperation yeah. drives work. And, yeah. and, you know, one of the reasons why we chose to do spiritual formation through recovery, which is really what we call regeneration anyway, is because it's one of the only places in the church where people come broken. They don't come to Sunday, you know, Sunday services broken. Not all of them. Some do. They don't always come to Sunday school or your equipping classes or those places. They're desperate for hope. But when someone walks into regeneration or re-engage with a broken marriage, you know, desperation drives their willingness to work. And so it's it's a great opportunity to create an authentic environment and to disciple somebody because they're willing to work, which is why we ask them to do daily work. Right? At that point. So you got the individual work. Places. Yeah, you got personal work. It's not private, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, that's unfortunately where the yeah. isolation comes in. That yeah. we unfortunately right. have a, a culture that thinks that our Christian, our Christianity is a private engagement, and it's not. It's very much a personal. It's also very much a public. Absolutely, uh, it's not a private engagement. So, uh, man, it, that's awesome. Um, man, I, uh, I, you know, um, so I'll have all of this in the show notes. So I'll have the links uh, for, for both. And so we'll just transition really quick, uh, Robert, a little bit on reengage. Obviously, yeah. he alluded to just kind of the broken marriage piece. But yeah, curriculum wise, is, is it built the same? Uh, Duration, frequency? No, it it looks it looks different. And and part of the reason is a lot of times when you get couples that come in that. And by the way, we we kind of deal with you know marriages that are struggling, but also with marriages that are doing okay and just want to get yeah. better. We yeah. get a lot of, for example, empty nesters that come yeah. in. That there's a spectrum. That they've yeah. invested in their kids yeah. for a long time, and what kids do we do? Leave <laughs> and now they can't communicate. So yeah. you know, so there's a there's a yeah. broad spectrum, you know, of folks who are coming in. But um, it's a little bit different. Uh, in that a lot of times you'll get a couple in where you got one spouse who's willing to work and one spouse that's not. Um, and so the curriculum is a little bit lighter. Um, it's a 16-lesson curriculum. Typically takes about you know a lesson a week. And, you know, the reading, three to four pages, and then you answer, you know, four or five questions. And I think some of the some of the things that really makes it effective is that couples are expected to answer the questions individually themselves. Then they have to get together as a couple and discuss those things before they come into the group that week. Um, and then in the group, we're going to kind of hold everybody accountable to answering those questions, and they're going to be sharing um, what they talked about uh, in those questions. And, you know, a, a lot of couples come in uh, – they have things that they need to talk about, but they've never had a structure that's allowed them to talk about those things. Yeah. And so what we're providing them is a structure to do it. And it's not costing them, you know, a lot 
to do it, you know, to, to go through the ministry. And so they're, they're willing. And you, as you see groups, the, the unique thing I think about, uh, about reengage is just, that it is a groups based, you know, marriage, uh, you know, ministry, because when you get in a group that it's got a, typically a facilitator and five participant couples in there. So you have 12 centers in a room Yep. and people come in at the beginning thinking, I and I share what's going on in yep. my marriage with a bunch of strangers. Stiff and, neck, just stiff neck. And man, after big 16 <laughs> lessons, it is amazing to yeah. see yeah. how people uh, cling to each other. And they yep. realize when you talk about all the one another's of scripture that you were just talking about and what that looks like played out in, yep. in flesh and they see, oh, so that's what it looks like. I can share this. Nobody's going to laugh at me. Nobody's going to run out of the room. Mm-hmm. Um, we can be together on this. And it's amazing to see how many of those groups want to stay together as small groups in the church. Yeah. Um, that's why, you know, both of these ministries we run in the context. There's of a, a small church. group pathway right there for you, right? Small, if you want to start small bit. groups, yeah. start one of these ministries because yeah. coming out of these uh, ministries, You'll continue. you're going to get groups. Yeah. That was really good. So, so clearly, you know, just, you know, the participation, you know, is, is amazing. Now for those of our listeners who are like, okay, this sounds great guys. And I'm actually familiar for this. And I've been kind of thinking through that. What does it look like to become a leader? What's the process? Do they have, do they have to become participants first before they can become leaders? I'd imagine that probably is the case, right? For the, for the most part, but what's the process in both, uh, both with regeneration and re-engage as far as those people who are like, all right, I'm ready to pursue this as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yeah, I'll just hit reengage first. Um, so you're exactly right. A vast majority of folks come through the ministry as yep. participants. And um, so we have our leaders on high alert. Uh, when our leaders have a group, they're watching for people in their group that they think could be good leaders. Now, that being said, when we started the ministry, nobody had been through Ringe. It was a new thing. Yeah. And so we, we grabbed people that had certain, you know, characteristics. So you were pretty strategic um, in grabbing people yeah, from different uh, areas. You know, yeah. we grabbed people that were really good at small group facilitation skills. Are you able to keep the one guy from dominating the group, yeah. but draw out the one who, you know, is is not talking? And so we looked for those kind of folks. So it's not a, it's not a requirement that somebody goes to re-engage and quite frankly when you're a facilitator you're telling the group hey we're going through this just like you are like we don't have all the magic answers sitting here in our book in fact there's not a leader's guide right (laughs) you're going through the ministry just like they are okay and so with all integrity you can say that um so because of that um we we don't require you to go through re-engage first but most uh most do and so we have some for folks that are going to lead we have what we call basic training so it's a, a couple hours of you know video training that they can do you know as a group um and then we have uh ongoing training so every week we have you know a, a video that goes with that week um and then there's uh we require churches to have a leader meeting uh, each week kind of before uh, re-engage runs and in that you you know we kind of use a Socratic method of hey what happened in your group you know share, yeah. share that and everybody learns so to know, that point that. then Robert do you have uh, you know like let's say you know there's a there's a a pastor a small church but he's got a couple of you know lay leader guys um, that are willing and they're in Florida and then you got another church over in California and you know they've got you know, six staff people, they got a small groups pastor, you know, and they, and they got a, a handful of folks. How would they like, cause you mentioned video. So is, is part of that training, you know, it's kind of like go at your own pace or is it kind of like when you guys actually launch these, you know, mm-hmm. semester base or whatever, yeah. where they, they, you know, there's a zoom call or like, what's that process? Look yeah. Like? Um, so simply, 
um, uh, when when you run launch, and it's it's actually the same for Regen for for both of these ministries. You run a pilot first, so you gotcha. grab a group of people that you think are going to be good leaders, and yeah. you go through a pilot. Yeah. And go through the curriculum together. Leaders become participants so that they can be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I'd say, you know, to, to your early point about culture and affecting culture and yeah. having to go across across the spectrum of the church, I actually think uh, structuring your pilot group strategically is really important. You know, you want to get people, especially in recovery, a lot of times people that start the recovery ministry are people only with recovery backgrounds yeah. when they come in. So we'd encourage pilot groups to be a, a broad mix of folks, whether yeah. it's mm-hmm. elders or deacons or staff members members along with people that have been through recovery um, and because it's discipleship and spiritual strategy right spir- there spiritual formation yeah. spiritual formation like they're all changing and experiencing something different than what they've known in the past yeah and that begins to set a cultural tone within the church and then those folks even if they never lead within your ministry right that now they have a story that they share within the ministries or from the front of the stage or with their elder board or spouses and uh, they become advocates for the ministry and so you know we're we, we, we help along along those lines of establishing that culture. No, that's and really cool. One of the challenges, I think, with uh, just re-engaged leaders is a lot of folks believe that the, their marriage is just not in a place where they think they can lead others. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and frankly, I mean, we as churches have outsourced this for a long time. Oh, my like, goodness. Like marriage problems are too hard for the church to handle. And, you know, we're not, and here I say, we're not anti-counselor, oh. okay? In fact, we're pro-counselor, which is why we're, we're here. But we are trying to reverse the polarity mm-hmm. of this meeting. Hey, let's look at the church as the first place to go. If I have relational issues, I want it to be the relational hospital Histor- where I can go and get help. And historically, that's where it's always been. Because mm-hmm. marriage, all of these external realities relationally all generate from our souls, our hearts, right, in the spiritual mm-hmm. sense. And historically, the church has been known. That's where soul care happens is in the church. Mm-hmm. And what happens when folks go through like a, a re-engaged pilot is yeah. they realize I, I don't have to know everything there is to know about marriage. In fact, this is just this is just discipleship. This is the yeah. gospel applied yeah. to marriage. Okay, I know yeah. that. We, we can do that. And you actually mm-hmm. see folks that are, you know, the great Bible study leaders and that kind of thing. And we see them become like ninja warriors for marriage. Yeah. You know, once they get in there and realize they don't have to have all the answers, yep. you know, and they don't have to have a perfect marriage. Yeah, no, that is super helpful because at the end of the day, right, you mentioned kind of the sanctification process, right, with the 12 steps historically. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really what we're after. And I, I think, and you mentioned, uh, Nate, you know, just kind of repentance and it, this exposes and really, you know, we talk about the gospel a lot, obviously, as a church. I mean, that's what we stand on right? I mean, that is our message. But oftentimes it's like we don't apply the reality and the implications of the gospel to our marriages, to these other relationships. And we've got this compartmentalized understanding of the gospel. And that's the beautiful thing about what you guys are doing with these with these ministries is showing the depth of the gospel and how it can actually be applied to these. And actually grace affords us to be messy. We don't stay messy, but we know, we know we're moving into cleanliness and holiness and, and righteousness and the fact that we get to do that together. And I think that's the beautiful thing again uh, with you know, just say recovery ministries, um, as you mentioned, uh, Nate, and just historically, but just like you, like reactive ministries, proactive ministries, um, 
those basically practical theology ministries where it's like, okay, yeah, you, you got all this, um, you know, theology, you've got classes, Sunday school, like all these different church models that are operating across the country, you know, whether it's a either or a both and, but at the end of the day, we have to have relationships in order to apply mm-hmm. our theology in the, the, when we talk about these scriptural concepts like grace and mercy and salvation and forgiveness and all of these scriptural theological concepts, now we actually have the relational context to apply it, right? It's like we were talking about, you know, coming from the business world, it's like you've got these concepts, these ideas, and you can have great ideas and vision, but then you have to you have to take stuff to test. You got to take yeah. it to market. There's a whole process. And spiritually speaking, that's actually what we're doing as the church, as the body. And we do it in-house. We get it to a particular level. We're like, all right, we're seeing some transformation, which is the reality of the gospel. So, like, let's share this with everybody else. So, it's it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Scripture tells us to bear one another's burdens and thus fulfill the law of Christ. Like, yeah. that's the role of the church, right? Yep. And also to confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so yep. that you may be healed. And so, providing tracks that facilitate really what Scripture calls the church to do, and then yeah. and then and then ultimately can equip the saints to do the work of the service to to do works of service to care for one another. I, th- I think that's really where we want people to land long-term, yeah. you know, within the church. Mm-hmm. And so both these ministries do that fairly well. Awesome. Well, all right. So in, in wrapping up this particular part of the podcast, what's the best way to engage with re-engage and, uh, you know, get involved with regeneration? Hey man, we need to put him on the marketing team. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. So, so the best way. We're, we're going to do a podcast with ABC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So we got, uh, so watermarkresources.com. Okay. That's what I would tell you. The The simple answer is uh, watermarkresources.com. Both ministries are there. That's where churches um, go to engage with us. We've got, you know, a, a help form on there, but it kind of walks you through the process. So drop your name on there and uh, it kind of kicks off a process um, with us. So that help form for those people who are like, all right, man, I get it. Let's go. Let's get after it. They, they fill out that help form. Yeah. Like that starts the process, that the conversation the process. to get to get things moving. Yeah. Yep. Well, you usually take a call and just kind of see where they're at. And then, and then with both of these ministries, if, if a church decides that they want to implement them, you know, we actually have a team of coaches that help a ministry launch within the church that will coach them all the way through the development of those ministries within That's the really church. Good. Okay. So we provide all kinds of support. And like Robert said, I think for both ministries, we've got leader training for every week of content. And, um, and then we've got this coach that works with your pastoral staff or whoever yeah. the lead is for the ministry. So they have a point of contact throughout the podcast. Correct. Yep. Okay. yep. Yep. That's good. That's really good. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thankful for what you guys are doing in and through Watermark, and the fact that it's able to bless the the Universal Church. That's awesome. Thank you for That's being with us. Thank, thank you. Thank you for letting yeah. us hang out. Yeah. With you. We will do another podcast. All right. Sometime. We'll Let's see go. you next time. All right.